0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. B. Mitch holding it down in the Navy Yard studios. I am out west in Ashburn as we gear up for the introduction of a new head coach for the Washington Commanders. Um, You know what, B? This will be only the second head coach in Commanders history. Yeah. Um, I got
2: where you're going on that.
1: I don't know how many head coaches in Washington pro football history. Uh, Probably a lot. (laughs) But um, obviously it's a huge day. Dan Quinn's arrival, the organization's doing really everything they can to make it clear that they liked Quinn all along and that this wasn't, like, settling on their third or fourth choice. Um, You know, at a certain point, that becomes less relevant. And I I think now Mm -hmm. that we're starting to see him fill out his staff – That becomes what matters more because these dudes are going to be coaching the team. Yeah, exactly. Right or wrong, no matter how we landed here, that's what's going to happen.
2: I think you start hearing all types of stories and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, you get that little PR wheel starting to roll. But ultimately, we've heard things and now we hear, um, you know, stuff came out of Ben Johnson's cap over the weekend. But ultimately, when you go into interviews, you may find out something you don't like about the guy who you think is the first guy. Yeah. You know, so when you go into the interview, you come out with the right guy. And I think that's the ultimate thing. Listen, I'm going to keep sticking to this, okay? And this is my opinion. I don't care what anybody else think what you want to think. If you are in love with the fact that they went and got Adam Peters because he's a smart guy who knows how to get people in place and put together a team, be in love with it. Because I'm sure he's also trying to throw some uh, ideas out there. He's not just saying, oh, I'm not going to be involved with anything. I think the man understands what they're trying to get built, and I'm going to go along with him until he proved me wrong.
1: And if yeah, he never it, does, that's even better. It's remarkable to um, you know, I'm start, you get the questions, right? So the, the bigger news last night and then made official this morning by the organization is that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the new offensive coordinator uh-huh. and Joe Witt is going to be the new defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, I have a couple just thoughts immediately. Kingsbury is the bigger name. He's been a head coach in the NFL. Um, you know, he's, like, young and, and good-looking and wears cool sunglasses, all of that. I think Joe Witt is is the more slam-dunk hire here. If you look at that Cowboys defense, which he was a huge part of the secondary yep. – I, there's a, I mean, Trayvon Diggs was a star, right? Then he gets hurt, and then Deron Bland. Deron
2: Bland comes in and does better.
1: Yeah. I, mean. um, I, I like the, the wit. I thought it was going to be somebody from that Dallas DB's room. I thought it maybe it would have been Al Harris. Um, and, and as they fill out that staff, there's there's probably more things to happen there, right? Yeah. Um, the Joe Witt hire I like a lot. It also, one thing to watch in Dallas as – they're interviewing i know they were interviewing mike zimmer for that job right for the in defensive coordinator yeah okay so if if dallas go if, if dallas brings in somebody externally to run that defense you might see more poaching of cowboys coaches because zimmer's probably going to bring in some of his own guys yeah. you know what i mean and you know and zimmer
2: has a certain way of doing things
1: yeah totally
2: in and other th- words, he has a certain way of not listening to everybody else. He does it Correct. his way. Yeah, I think McCarthy might want to be careful on that one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And especially it se- now, it seems like Zimmer has the relationship with Jerry. <laughs> I think McCarthy—that is might what I'm be. talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm all for chaos and trouble in Dallas. Hell yeah! And I think it might mean that Quinn, because a lot of people thought. Quinn wouldn't be able to get Joe Witt because he was going to stay in Dallas and take over as the D.C. there. And I think that thing kind of moved faster because it became apparent that Joe Witt wasn't getting the D.C. job. So he said, well, F this. I'll move up to Washington and get the D.C. job there. Yeah. Um, And I think there's other folks on that staff but see,
2: th- exactly that could help. Was- What's happening right now is what I thought would happen. Even if you had an offensive head coach, you still hire a coordinator, don't you? Yeah. And I think that's the ultimate thing. So Kingsbury, who has done it before, and listen, he wasn't great as an as a head coach, but the guy has innovation when it comes down to offense.
1: So let's talk Clifton. I, do you agree with me that? I think the the Joe Witt hire to work alongside Dan Quinn, I, I like that one a lot. That one makes good sense. I like to me. that, uh, but
2: I think you hear rumors about the uh, Caleb Williams thing now.
1: Right. So now we can switch we'll to the see. offensive we'll side see of
2: the ball. We'll see if that
1: goes. Um, so Cliff Kingsbury was head coach in Arizona for four seasons. Mm-hmm. It wasn't particularly successful, but I, I, they did go eleven and six. Yeah. In 21 and their offense was pretty dynamic. Um, he was also tasked with kind of developing a system that would work with Kyler Murray. Um, if you're just looking at how these offenses performed, um, you know, he had two top 10 years in yards gained um, points. He had the two top 15 years that 21 season was by far the best season in Arizona and, mm-hmm. um, they were fifth – I'm sorry, they were eighth in yards gained, 11th in points in uh, – they, they did really well in giveaways, takeaways. I think he, he really kind of got the fumbling problem out of Kyler. Mm-hmm. Um, third in touchdown scored. If you start looking – people – a lot of this concern I've heard people respond to me is, oh, well, what's his run game look like? They actually ran the ball pretty well in Arizona. Now, how much of that was Kyler's ability to run is a fair question. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're hiring – to me, I like Kingsbury as OC a lot more than Kingsbury as head coach.
2: And that's the thing. You know, and that's what I was looking at when they went with Quinn, a guy who basically had the job before head coach, but he was trying to do everything when he was in Atlanta. He brings somebody with him and wit. Then he gives Kingsbury somebody who has head coaching experience on top of being a good offensive coordinator. I think what, what is happening is they're getting more talent in the building at the coaching level, and they're also relieving some of the pressure on Dan Quinn. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, he's in a position like Ron was, but I don't think he's going to just be managing because that dude's intense.
1: I I agree. I, I think Quinn <clears throat> is a much different energy. Yeah. And, and I think he'll be able to deploy. So let's t- let's take people inside the physical layout of, of Redskid Park, of Commander's Park, whatever we're calling it now. Um, it's a two-story building when you walk in from the front, but it doesn't look like that from the front. Imagine a rancher house with a walkout basement, right? There you go. So the first floor is a ton of offices. And there's a big, you know, grand foyer walking in. There's three Lombardis to the left, big old desk to the right. You can check in at the front desk, whatever it is. Um, and then there's a staircase going down. And the players largely operate downstairs. Yep. Then they got to get upstairs for meetings. But the locker room, training room, you know, most of their life, cafeteria is downstairs. And then they walk out to the practice fields. Upstairs is front office office. Coaching offices too, but I, I think when you look at the building, typically the coaches are on the left, front offices on the right. Mm-hmm. I think Ron, by his own design, I'm not necessarily like absolving him for it, but I think Ron spent far too much of his time not in the coach's office and dealing with the players. Mm-hmm. I think he said so, that he was managing all of this time. Yeah, I think you now are going to have – Two dudes with head coaching experience in Quinn and Kingsbury. Um, a, a, an ascending young defensive coordinator. Yeah. None of them will have to manage anything. Their role will be to develop these players. Coach and get the this, damn players. Yeah, and get the team ready to play. Yeah. I I want to be clear because I'm sure there's a, a portion of people that are like, all right, you guys are now just starting to apologize for a, a coaching process that went sideways. I'm not, but I, at this point, this is who's here, and you got to start to look at why maybe they're here and what makes the most sense, and and how this could work. And for me, specific to Kingsbury, uh-huh. I know that I, I know that he was at A and M when Johnny Football went bananas. Yep, and I know that when he was at Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes played there. Yep. <laughs> and I know that this past year he was in Los Angeles at Southern California. Yep. With Caleb Williams. And I know that those coach those quarterbacks all talk about Cliff as having a really positive impact on them.
0: Mhm.
1: So what I'm not saying is all right, they got Cliff, it's a it's a definite they're going to go get Caleb. I think that's overly simple. Yeah. But if this hire is about developing whatever quarterback at number two, I get it, and I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, Adam is just
2: saying, you know, let the speculation begin. Sure. Because they hold number two, and they're in striking distance of number one. The question would be, how much is it going to cost? That one move, one spot move can cost a lot. Because let's be real, Chicago can go draft him. And then Chicago can say, okay, we're we keeping him. We'll let you have fields. Or they can say, we'll have fields. And now this is our price. You want it or what?
1: Yeah. I, I will see as this gets closer. There was the report that Caleb's not going to Chicago or doesn't want to go to Chicago, whatever that was.
2: That could be what it want If they drafted drafting, you're drafting.
1: Yeah, I, but, I mean, we've seen in the past. Are they, e- this is harder today
2: than it was in the past to do that. those type of things.
1: But I don't want them to give up a lot to move up to number one. Are, are you with that? I'm with that. And I, it, you could look at it a hundred different ways. I mean, if we believe the reporting that Peters had wasn't really involved in the Trey Lance trade, then then this removes that. But the Niners did make a big move for a quarterback at one point while Peters was on that staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – to go from two to one to me is is a really difficult premise unless you're convinced the guy is an absolute stud. But specific to Kingsbury – People want to get worked up about the air raid and his run schemes. And, frankly, a lot of that USC offense looked kind of messy last year. I I, I understand it. I think this is specifically about quarterback play. And if you look at the quarterbacks he's connected with, whatever you think about Baker Mayfield at this point, right, he is now – I think he's won two NFL playoff games in his career, Mm -hmm. had a good season in Tampa, was a number one overall pick. Everybody remembers the story – that Mayfield left Texas Tech to go to Oklahoma, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Kingsbury made his head coaching debut 11 years ago now, August of 2013, by starting Baker Mayfield as a walk-on true freshman. Mm. And when he made that decision at the time, it was kind of a big deal because Davis Webb was supposed to be the star, and he he thought Baker beat him out as a walk-on, which, Brian, you and I both know, Generally, that kind of stuff, the politics of that would matter. Oh, yeah. Um, Baker goes on to hurt his knee. They do go to Davis Webb. He ends up transferring, too. But, like, the the quarterback ties throughout this, if you look at Kingsbury, I, I think there's reason to be encouraged in his development of quarterbacks. And offensively, on a team that be, I, I think could could struggle next year, developing a rookie quarterback at number two is what's most important, oh, yeah. and I think Cliff is a good hire for that. And I
2: think everybody has been saying that exactly, that you need to make sure if you're going to have someone in the building that can really uh, make this quarterback reach their full potential. And if he's a guy who's done that, then you got to go along with it.
1: Um, You know, <laughs> did you watch the Johnny Football documentary that was on Amazon or Netflix or whatever?
2: I think I watched parts of it
1: it was very it was very pro Johnny football mm-hmm. which you could argue maybe misses some of the you know it didn't necessarily present all sides um but i thought it really looked good for cliff so for commanders fans that are unsure i recommend going back and watching that um i also had a couple thoughts be Bringing Joe Witt in, a, a lot has been made about the Commanders losing um, Chris Harris two seasons ago um, when he took a job with the <laughs> Titans, Titans, right? Yeah. Um, and there's been some reporting that they were unaware that his contract was expiring and kind of left just holding a bag when they were <laughs> because of the unawareness around that, uh-huh. um, which is pretty damn remarkable. <laughs> um i think I think they lacked real teaching in the secondary last year um Brent Wieselmeyer was fired thanksgiving morning or thanks the day after Thanksgiving along with jack del rio and i, I don't think that was necessarily an accident and I'm not trying to take a shot at Wies, but he had been an assistant position coach all of his career mm-hmm. um and then got this promotion um i think talking about Joe Witt specifically, and if I had to guess, I don't know what will happen, but I have an idea kind of what some of his staff selections might look like. Maybe it's a chance at, at rebuilding Emmanuel Forbes too. It's possible.
2: I mean, listen, I, when we watched last year, if you want to say, I mean, Emmanuel was a little lost, as a lot of rookies are. Did he get any like tutelage and help? He was thrown out there first. Boom, go go check AJ Brown one on one. You got veteran players on the team, he didn't throw them out there. So, I think that if you got someone who understands the what your abilities are and let you work to that strength, that'll help you out. But what I saw was a lot of people trying to just push what the hell they thought and not necessarily the person can do.
1: Um, yeah. You know, I whatever happened with Forbes last year, I you do wonder if um, the physicality, I think, was a surprise. Um, I, I think maybe he wasn't used to – there's no way he would have been used to the physicality of the NFL. First half of the season, you saw a dude that was – kind of unwilling or or certainly disinterested in run support. And when you're playing 10 on 11 in those situations, you just can't stay on the field. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what got him off the field, frankly. But late in the year, I think you started to see him able to play. Um, I think Quan Martin developed a lot. Um, And I think maybe they can reset this thing. You know, I I think it'd be premature to discount –
2: what do we talk about for the long? What we've been talking about for the longest, player development, right?
1: Player development. Man.
2: If they can come in and just do some player developing, that puts them ahead of the teams that we had prior, already.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. So. All right, a um, few things I want to do here as we kind of get in on the day, the introductory day for a new head coach, only the second head coach in Commanders history, filling out his roster. Um, Albert Breer had an interesting story in. MMQB or SI I don't even know what that thing's called at this point um about the process involved with getting Quinn and and I'm prepared to kind of turn the page from Quinn processing but there was a couple interesting nuggets in there that I at least want to discuss before we really dive into Dan Quinn and what this thing is going to look like you've got your coordinators coming in I think it's pretty clear that there's going to be a house cleaning here um and and I recognize that maybe that's not fair to all parties, but four and thirteen new GM new owners, I don't think anybody should be surprised. We'll explain it all.
0: T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
3: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact and with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Finley, don't go anywhere. Sell some tea. All right, Brian. Yeah. You're listening to me, Mitchell Finley. It's Monday, ten thirty a.m. Dan Quinn will be introduced to the world at two thirty p.m. Two 30. That is four hours from now.
2: Right about it. All
1: right. How about that? Nailed it. Um, you and I fly to Vegas tonight. We'll be out in the Super Bowl the remainder of the week. Both stuck around today to make sure we were here for this. Dan Quinn ceremony. And if you want to listen to the Super Bowl, CK, the Cluster Buster sent an email that is very accurate, man. A lot of times on Super Bowl Sunday, people are running around like, you know, you drive from one party to another party at halftime or you're driving somewhere and you miss kickoff or whatever. You can listen to the game on our air and on 980. Big game coverage. 106.7. The fan presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. Uh, if your FM station is strong,
2: 106.7.
1: AM yeah. is strong, 980. Yeah. It's it's an easy game. Yeah. Um, have Have you used a solo stove? Do you guys have one, B? No. We have one. They're awesome. I, I Whatever the technology is that sucks away the smoke is really great. Um, and I highly recommend one. If you, I'm going
2: uh, to pull it up and see what you're talking about.
1: I'm sure you've been standing around one at golf courses or backyard barbecues or something. It's like the circular um, fire pit, but it has this ring of like I, – I they somehow suck the air back in. It, it, once you get it going and you get the coals hot on the bottom, it is awesome because it really doesn't let out a lot of smoke. And when you have sat around bonfires before – the worst part is the wind shifts, and it blows the smoke in your eyes and your face. Oh, I've seen those. Yo, they're awesome, dude. Yeah. And we have, like. It kind
2: of has a thing that works kind of like the vents on your, uh, on your actual range.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we have the medium one. Like, there's a really big one, and then there's, like, kind of a regular-sized one that, that you can pick up and carry. Um, and I don't think it's that expensive, dude. It, it, like, for your driveway or backyard or something, it's kind of perfect.
2: I for 500 bucks.
1: No, not the middle one.
2: Well, not the middle one, but the one I just looked at is about 4,500 bucks.
1: That's probably the big one. I'm telling you, there's a. I bet there's one that's like 200. Let's find out. 249. Most, yeah, okay. And I think if you wait around, you can find a – I think I got the Yukon. Um, Whatever, dude. That's they're what good, I'm looking they're, at, UConn. They're a good product. Yeah. Um, And you can listen to the Super Bowl on our air. How about that? There you go. All right. Um, I think when we get to hell, maybe when we get done with this next segment, but I, I'd like to get to a point where how they landed on Quinn doesn't matter as much because they've landed here, he's in the building, he's high-fiving people um, and just kind of move forward with how they're going to rebuild this organization. Um, I don't know if you're at the same place. I don't know if the boys are at the same place, but I think that's...
2: That's where my mind is. Like At this point, I don't care how they got to the point. They're at the point right now. I care now that the group that they assign and are assembled to get the rest of the people in place and be able to go develop these players better than they've been doing over the last 15, 20 years.
1: I'm with that. Um, Albert Breer had this story, and others probably have this story. I've heard bits and pieces of this, but I didn't sit down and write it all out, so I'm going to credit Breer. Um, a, a few interesting nuggets in this process that I think are important to point out. So... Josh Harris promised a rapid but thorough GM search, and he largely accomplished that, right? Um, And they hired Adam Peters on January 12th, okay? Mm -hmm. But the rules specific to number one seeds in the playoffs and when those assistant coaches are allowed to take interviews kind of impacted, I'm not going to say hurt, or helped, but they impacted the coach selection process. Mm -hmm. So Peters got hired Friday the 12th. Assistant head coaches on teams that were the one seed and therefore had a buy were eligible to be interviewed until January 11th. Okay? Mm -hmm. The commanders eventually wanted to interview Mike McDonald and Anthony Weaver but they were not able to get in that window because that closed Thursday the 11th. Peters didn't get the job until the 12th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So in turn, that slowed their process down. And as we talk about Mike McDonald went to Seattle, did the commanders offer him a job? Did the Seahawks bump up his cash? The Seahawks were already further along in that process. And that, I, I don't, there's nobody to blame there. That is just the breaks of the game, and, and and the logistics of the NFL rules. I've heard Ruye say this before, and I I, I kind of discounted it, but I, I find it a little bit interesting that he thinks the NFL should lock all coaching hires until after the Super Bowl just to make it a more even playing field. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but I do think it's an interesting theory.
2: It's a good, I mean, why? Why do you have to do that? I mean, um, you, you – you, A lot of times you can still have these conversations with people.
1: Yeah, but, like, I mean, just in this situation, Washington wasn't able to talk to McDonald when they hired their GM for another week, you know what I mean, or Weaver. Um, Again, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Theoretically, I kind of can understand it, though. Um, So keep scrolling down, keep going through this process, and once these teams started to lose, there were lots of different people involved in the hires. Um, and we heard this thing from Ben Johnson that they were basketball guys, right? uh uh-huh. But, I mean, this is a Zoom interview. It was...
2: <laughs> that, that, when I heard that, it sounded like a last-ditch effort to try and save your reputation. Didn't make much sense to me. I don't care if they're a basketball guy. Myers is a basketball guy. Harris owns a basketball team on top of a hockey team. uh got soccer. He didn't say all I think that. I they own
1: a piece of the Cleveland Guardians. So
2: the problem with that is basketball guys, that just seemed like just a one-off to be able to get the uh, – just to throw a smoke screen out. Well, but the it, people that talk to him, Peters, football guy, right? How about Spielman, football guy?
1: That's what I find so interesting. So Breer has this note in here. The first round of interviews – Quinn, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, Bobby Slowick, Raheem Morris, and Eric Biennemi were done on Zoom. I don't know if EB might have been in person because they were all here. Um, but Harris, Josh Harris, Adam Peters, Martin Mayhew, and consultants Bob Myers and Rick Spielman were part of those. But the interviews went for hours, multiple hours. Uh-huh. Myers and Harris were only in the first hour of them. Yeah. Right? So then you had... Spielman, Peters and Mayhew. Those are football guys. Yeah. If an interview's four hours and you have you know, let's be real, a legit basketball guy in Myers, and then even if you want to call Harris a basketball guy, which I probably isn't fair, but if if two dudes are there for an hour, and then three of them are there for another three hours, is that really a bas I, I just
2: Jay, I, I gave it no love, and respect at all. Because I just, when you hear something like that, it's like, okay, well, they, he owns a basketball team, so anytime something don't go the way I want it, the person's going to just throw out, the, oh, he's a football guy. I mean, or a basketball guy or whatever else. He's an owner who has run a professional franchise. And guess what he know how to do? He knows how to spend his money wisely. Then he hired football people to come in and do interviews for him. So you ignored those football people in there because you're concerned about the basketball guy. I know the basketball guy can pay you the money, but he was smart enough to hire football guys to be able to do the things he needed for him. See what I'm saying? So I I took that with a grain of salt, man. It didn't make a difference to me.
1: So another interesting kind of development in this subplot, whatever you want to call it, Raheem Morris took his second in-person interview with the commanders January 23rd down in Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, When he got done, he then flew to Atlanta and Charlotte for interviews with those organizations. Mm -hmm. The Falcons offered him the job. Morris reached out to the commanders. They said, hey, we got to at least get through all of our interviews. He said, cool, I'm taking the Falcons job. See you later. I think that is how how business should get done. Hey, I got this offer. Okay, well, we want to interview everybody else. Peace. Okay. See ya. I'm coach. Hey, I mean,
2: I got I got a bird in the hand right here. <laughs> I'm being real. Right. Hey, because like we keep we always say it's only 32 of them. You mess around and say, "Okay, let me wait till they interview these other people and then that team say, "We can't wait on him. He may he may go there. We're going to get somebody else." You got to you got to hit it when you can.
1: So one interesting nugget, if you remember, the picture of Dan Quinn at the airport was DCA, and yeah. we wondered why it was DCA and not Dulles. Mm-hmm. They met at the Four Seasons in Georgetown,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so there's your answer. You're not going to fly to, you're not going to go to Dulles if you're in
0: Georgetown.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Harris kind of has a little home base at that Four Seasons because I know he has stayed there before for other events. But I guess a lot of I stay at that Four Seasons in Georgetown. Um, Okay, this is pretty interesting. Washington's group is flying out to Detroit. Now, I think they wanted the Aaron Glenn interview regardless, Uh so it's important to point that out. Um, You've got Peters, Spielman, Mayhew, Myers, Harris, right? They're flying to Detroit. They find out on Twitter that Johnson's pulled out of their search. Mm -hmm. So they didn't even get the text from Johnson first. They got probably Pellicero's tweet is how they found that out. Mm -hmm. Then they get the text. Yeah. So you find out on social media first.
2: So you call somebody else to tell them what you're going (laughs) to do. Then you text us. We don't want your ass anyway. Bye.
1: Listen, man, basketball guys are not. There's right ways to handle things, and there's wrong ways to handle things. Mm -hmm. Right? Just like, you remember
2: when Bill Belichick called uh, Flores and tell him congratulations? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even know <laughs> but it wasn't for him it was for somebody else in a sense. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to tell somebody something, call that person to tell them first. Why tell anybody else? Because that whole little deal got screwed up because they wanted to tell somebody else before they told the person.
1: I'm going to tell you two things. One, I'm going to tell you that there was a conversation with Bill Belichick and Brian, I want you to tell me what you think was said. Two, I'm going to tell you that the cold Washington winter weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready to go the distance? Assure your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five-star heating experts at Crop Metcalf. Not only can your Crop Metcalf five-star technician properly fix and maintain your system, but has the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. And remember, Krop Metcalf is the one with five stars. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician.
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Modelo, the mark
0: of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: All right, B. Got a little nugget for you. What you got? According to Zillow, Buffalo, New York, is projected to be the hottest housing market of 2024.
2: Oh yeah, moving there. People from Iceland, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, dude. <laughs> but but then, you know, I've seen Stranger Things, man. When we, we were in Minnesota, yeah. I mean, <laughs> where they tell all these Somalians live in Minnesota, like they must yeah, come in the yeah. summer. They damn sure they coming in the winter.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I don't know. Um, I they got a, they need a different word than hottest. Like it ain't very hot. Yeah,
2: there. it's kind of like anti. Um, <laughs> that's against what that area is.
1: So, one other thing I want to discuss here. Um, this is B. Mitch and Finley. We're a radio program that talks about football. Um, the Dan Quinn news came down last Thursday morning, right? Mm-hmm. It was starting to become pretty obvious. Um, you know, I, I think the group was kind of debating between McDonald and Quinn, but frankly, I think, McDonald's of Seattle was too far along that even when they offered him like the right way to handle things is if you're pretty far down a road and then somebody comes in at the last second with an offer I think you discuss that with the person you're already pretty far down the road Mm -hmm. um and I think that's how McDonald handled it with the Seahawks does that sound about right to you and the right way to handle things Brian I mean you
2: don't hear any knocks on McDonald's
1: Right. And, so I the think, thing,
2: and and that's the thing about negotiations. You gotta remember, you know, sometimes you, you you be careful what you say because hey, like we said, everybody has some connection. And you don't wanna be known as a person who is not professional, didn't do things the right way, you know, because if you are, that will come back another year.
1: Um Right. I think it's about cash with, with Johnson, um, whatever, however that worked out. I won't be stunned. I, I'm curious how Johnson and his agent have communicated in the last week or two, how how all that's going. If this is a dude that likes to keep a low profile, he, he did anything but that during this process. And and I'm not abstaining that, like, I'm not absolving anyway that the commanders may have messed some stuff up along the way. Um, but, Brian, I found this really interesting. Um Rossini has been reporting this for months, and I know that she reported it last week. Um, I believe Nikki had it. Maybe others. I'm not trying to not credit the right person. Um, But Breer has this in his story as, like, the last little dot, and I just find it interesting. We know that Adam Peters was a scout in the Patriots organization during their, you know, I mean, the Patriots – had a dynasty for close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, Peters was there for a big portion of it, right? Wednesday night, before they, before Dan Quinn gets the job, Wednesday night, Adam Peters reached out to Bill Belichick to touch base. Mm-hmm. They're saying it's to touch base. And after he talked to Bill, he reached out to Dan Quinn to offer him the job. Okay. What do you think – he called Belichick for at that point, at that point in the process.
2: To see if Bill would be okay if he were to come back. But if he comes back, he's not going to have control. And Bill said, hell no. I want control. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I... It's like, you you and I think, listen, it was a good thing to do to reach out to a guy who's considered the best ever. And just find out before you
1: move on. Do you think it's possible he wanted to say?
2: Because of his respect level for Bill. No, No matter what the exact conversation was, he respects and trusts him to give him a straightforward answer. Because, you know, in that position, if you call somebody that wants to have control, and you ask them at that point, they're like, nah, nah, I could deal with the other way how it is. And then they get in there, and they're gonna cause a problem. Bill gonna tell you straight up, up front. Or if I call and say, hey man, would Dan Quinn be a good hire? Yes, he will.
1: Um are, are both boys available? Does Jeff have his oily headphones on?
2: Uh he has them on now. Okay. He's been head button, jumping in the air, head button stuff. I,
1: I saw that before. I don't understand oh, what, what the was the about, that was about, but hey. All right, Jeff gets two questions before I get to the Chief BS Officer. Jeff, one, um, if anybody wants to see it, there's an incredibly bizarre photo of Jeff jumping up and headbutting a weight on his uh, at Jeff Too Funny. Jeff, what the hell were you doing in that video?
2: I was training to save the world, JP. That was just one of my moves.
1: Okay, you let me know when that's going to come in handy. Number two, (laughs) Jeff, um, what do you make of Peters reaching out to Belichick the night before Quinn gets a job.
2: I think he was thorough but rapid. He just saying what is going on, you know. He just probably wanted to get some information. You know, one last spin around before he make his final decision.
1: Before you get engaged, you just go to the bar, make sure there's no other good looking women.
2: Oh well, before you get before you think about getting engaged, not before you do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, man, I'm happily married. I'm just trying to get – you're the one out here trying to save the world with headbutts. So, just, you know, it's good to get your, uh, your take on things. Um, we call him Professor Landini. He has a, a specialty. Um, much like uh, Liam Neeson in Taken, he has a unique set of skills. Um, James Andrew Mullins, a.k.a. Landfill, a.k.a. Professor Landini, is the chief BS officer of the program and cuts right through it like nobody in D.C. media Levill, why did Peters call Belichick Wednesday night?
0: Um, I think it was to see if Belichick would be interested in being a head coach and not having the ability to pick players or or make trades, um, make draft picks, which Belichick was kind of terrible at. And uh, I think it was, it was just you know, about it. just one last final check before you go and you you make the Dan Quinn hire.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was a check about do you want this job but you can't be in control of anything. I I, I honestly think it might have just been, you know, hey, Coach, want you to know how much we respect you. We're looking to build this thing a different way, so that's why I haven't called you. But, uh, you know, I, I just want I, – I feel like there is some real deserved uh, – like deference to Belichick, and I and I kind of feel like that might have been what he was doing, and and if 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 I can get Bill's thoughts on Dan Quinn in the process, even better.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't I'm, know. I'm they're, with that. They're not going to tell us. Nah,
2: I'm surprised um, we know that they made the damn phone call.
1: <laughs> to be honest with you, you might, might be right. Uh, all right, Dan Quinn presser today at two thirty. I'd like to do this. We did this before the Adam Peters presser. You get one question to Dan Quinn, just one. What would it be? We will all answer, and maybe we'll open these phone lines up. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and Finley. (sighs)
3: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.